Hello, this is Nick from Wow Talk, and you're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons. You're not going to replace me with Nolan North, are you? Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm Jorge, and I'm here with David. Say hi, David. What's up, everybody? And the returning champion, the king of kings, the master of disaster himself. Say hi to John, a.k.a. Waldy. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. Uh, you realize that the, the the public has been wanting your voice. They've been desiring it. They're like, "Where is my Waldy?" And now they're gonna get their fix. They need that Waldy. You know what yeah, I mean? They need that voice. They, they they need that 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 the, master just the cool the cool calming voice <laughs> as we discuss <laughs> destiny. You are the Bob Ross of of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna put a nice big mountain right here. Happy mountain. <laughs> put a happy mountain right in, right in the middle of trials. This trials map. I think the other realization is going to enjoy. <laughs> Everyone, bring out your sniper rifles. <laughs> the happy tree. Man, I need to listen to you when I play trials. <laughs> oh man. So. Let's just get into it, because there's really not much to discuss. Uh, Bungie's been on autopilot since Christmas, and we're starting to feel it. Fans are starting to feel it, and a lot of people just kind of haven't been playing the game. Uh, I remember a couple weeks ago, friends lists used to go up to six or seven pages where people were playing. Now it's about two. So... People are definitely starting to feel the pinch and they're going to other games and not that that's a bad thing, but it kind of, you know, you kind of have to question what they're doing and what they're going to be doing going forward. Uh, I know David has a list of five big things and I'm actually going to turn it over to him so that he can start the discussion. All right. So first off, I just want to say that these five things I fully accept are probably not doable until Destiny 2, but I'm okay with that because I feel like they need to bring people back with Destiny 2 and these things could offer options for people to come back, especially since they've got now got The Division coming out, which everybody's comparing to Destiny. Everybody's like, oh, this is the better way to do the open world shooter, which I don't think it is, but all right, starting it off, um, better open worlds basically better patrols because the thing with the division that everybody is getting so psyched out about is that dead zone where you go in with friends you converse other teams i don't think destiny would ever have that but we need better patrols we need npcs on the patrols people have talked about this a lot i know jorge you brought this up a lot where jorge or jorge wow you're gonna be in the game jorge where npcs in the game could give you quests basically to 
get guns or just side items, that would make it more exciting to go into patrols. The patrols need to be bigger too, because that's another thing the division is boasting over Destiny is how big its open world area is going to be. Yeah, we have four or five places to go to, but it's not that fun when it's one small loop for you to run around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I mean, like you mentioned, one of the big things that I've I've always been, you know, pushing out there is just making use of patrols. Patrols aren't fun. Uh, they're just kind of there. Um, it was when, okay, when the Taken, uh, not Taken King, when the House of Wolves came out and you had the, the, the wolves are prowling, that's a very cool event. Um, it stinks, though, that it was just, it was just for that. Like, like, and, and it's gone. That, that there aren't more interactive stuff like that that, that bring people together to, to do stuff. Um, and, and the first public event, or whatever you want to call it like this, was the, the, the Blades of, of Crota. They were all right. They were kind of boring because you could kill the Blades really quickly and it's just a couple acolytes. Um, the, the Taken Wars are more interactive, they're fun, too. It would be cool if there were three or four or five types of events like this. Um, and I'm, and I know we have public events, but they happens, you have to know the timer, which is, which is, which is terrible. And they don't just spontaneously show up, which is one of the things that I thought would happen. It would make it more interactive when you're going out there and all of a sudden, an event actually happens, something cool, something fun happens that, that's out there. Um, and it, it, another thing, thing too that they need to, in, in, to jump on your point to imp- help improve patrols, improve how many people are on that server or, or like shuffle in people when you notice that the server or that server is going down. Because we see it all the time in stuff such as Court of Oryx. There simply isn't anybody there. Um, and if you need to do, for example, the level 3, I'm, I mean, not to say that, that you're going to guarantee to beat Thalanoc or whatever the other two, uh, whatever their name, Balwar, I believe is one of them, and the other uh, one. Anyway, um, you're not guaranteed to be it, beat it just because there's eight people there. But you have a much better shot if there's more people there that can help out. And we see it all the time. People just run right by the Court of Oryx because there's nobody there. If there's one person there, do you think another person's going to go in? Probably not. If he sees that, oh, two, three, four people are there, yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to jump in because that means that I'm going to have people to back me up. Yeah, and the thing about that is like, Honestly, the Court of Oryx was a really good example of it, but they need to crank up patrols. And like you have these tier three events, which I think would be awesome to just be random events of that style. Because imagine having even a specific area in patrol. So say you do like a normal patrol area and then a different area that's say it's like a 300, 310 light level for what we are at right now, patrol area that then has got, you can take six people in instead of three. You have these harder, more interactive events. Mm -hmm. Say even make it like a rogue zone where you have other guardians who can shoot at each other like they're doing with that dead zone, which is a a big draw to that 
Tom Clancy game is that you can basically PvP in patrol. I understand it wouldn't really fit the lore that much, but even just bigger events, higher strike level bosses in these patrols might actually get people to go back to patrols. Right. I, I mean, when when we when we first got our hands on the beta, and I'm doing, and I was doing all this stuff. One of the most attractive things to me about the patrols were, okay, so you have the easy areas. Um, but then you would get to those areas, uh, the grottos at the beginning, where all of a sudden the enemies have question marks. And you're, just, and you're shooting them. It does no damage. They even shoot you once. It's like, pow, you're dead. And I was like, oh, cool. That means that there's going to be tougher enemies over there. And... And there's going to be more loot and secret stuff over there. And you finally get strong enough and you're level 20 and you go over there and there's an ogre. That's it. Yeah. So it's just not enough. It'd be cool if, okay, you have your regular, you have areas that have the, I don't know, we'll just say level five enemies, right? And you're strong enough to do level 5. And then there's other areas that have level 10 enemies. So they're stronger. And you can go over there. Uh, and, and you might be able to, to, to get, a, get, a, get around it and get better loot. Um, getting uncommon gear and stuff that, that you can decrypt at the cryptarch to become stronger. And then you go in, the, in, in deeper areas. And, and you're, you're, you have level 15, level 20 enemies. And these guys are stronger. They're, 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 they're more powerful. And they probably are going to pose a, a little bit of a, a block so that you can't go over there at this time. you got to focus on the, the weaker stuff, getting other loot, doing uh, story missions in that original level 5, level 10 area so you get strong enough to the 20. Then you have the 25 and the 30, and then at the end you have the level 40s, and and then you get get into areas where where you can clearly see you need to be level 290, 300, 310. One of the biggest frustrating things about this game is that they limit the highest level stuff for only the raid, and it'd be cool if there were stuff where you are getting challenged by level 310. 320 enemies that don't involve the raid. They don't necessarily need to give uh, raid level rewards, but it'd be cool if you had those enemies that have a higher chance of getting you legendary engrams, uh, an ogre or something over there, um, and and you might only get 260, 270 uh, light gear from them. But that's legendary marks right there. That's stuff that you can use and 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 get and just have more fun in the patrols and make them more interactive involve uh and get a a public event that's on that has 310 level uh enemies be difficult but it's fun and then you increase the rewards for example you complete that that public event you get five strange coins five motes of light and we'll say 10 legendary marks you have incentive to do some of that stuff well one thing so I haven't played many MMOs, even though I'm not saying this is because I'm giving out this disclaimer, even though they're trying to be, you know, but um, the one thing I did play a lot that was MMO like when I was younger was RuneScape. And I think other MMOs have this, but RuneScape had this thing called the wild, where it's basically like a roam area where the further you went into it, the higher the enemies got up into the point where the, the enemies were higher levels than you could be even at max level. People could attack each other in this area 
And when you would go to the deepest and fight these super high level enemies, you'd get the best rewards in the game. It would be some of the hardest things to do. And why not do something like that with Destiny where you have a normal patrol and then an area you can go into that the further you go into it, the higher they get. And you have chances at things like exotics. Because if there was a chance at exotics and patrols, I guarantee you 10 times as many people would go into patrols on a daily basis. Well, I mean, right, right now, we do have chance for exotics on patrol using the um, the, the, the three of coin. But I, I do know what you mean, yes. But how many ultras are there even in patrols for you to kill besides those taken that randomly spawn? Um... I, th I I think it's just to take it right now. I'm trying to think of, because you you also have the I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember, uh the uh the the stuff from Crota the heart the 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 the, the what is the heart the eyes and the the hand, the fist of Crota. Oh, that's right. They are still there. Yep. The hand of Crota. Are those ultras even? I don't yeah, know if those are the, ultras. Those are those are ultras. Yeah. They they, they have the. Uh, the, the they don't have the the number indicator. They have the I think it's a skull or whatever. Hmm. See, I didn't know those could drop for three of coins, but still, there just needs to be more. No, I, the I, fact I, that I you couldn't agree. think of it proves my point that there needs to be more. Mm -hmm. Uh, what, what was the second point that you had? All right, next point. Um, this one is a, a little bit more personal, but it it does affect a lot of the people playing the game, and they need to improve on Crucible. A big point that's been brought up is custom games, which would help this game immensely, especially with the uh, competitive side of the game where a lot of people are putting together their own skirmish tournaments because they know how to fix the matchmaking to get in with each other. But custom games would help this game a ton. It would help the popularity of this game on things like Twitch because these big Twitch streamers could then set up tournaments for people to view, which people love watching their favorite uh, viewer or their favorite streamers versus each other. So that would help a ton. They need better servers. Right now, the best option would be dedicated. I don't know if they have the capability to do that, but regardless, they need to fix the peer-to-peer -peer they have right now because th this morning we were playing Trials and there was a team that was obviously lag switching. It's every single time you go into an engagement with them, well, they go from green bar to red bar and you can't hit them. And that gets fixed if you get rid of peer-to-peer. -peer. They need to fix the loot in my opinion on crucible as well because right now playing normal crucible doesn't give good enough loot i'm not saying drop like 310 level stuff in normal crucible i'm saying like make things more frequent drop strange coins or moats drop trials passages in regular uh crucible just give more for playing crucible so that there's an incentive to actually play it mm -hmm. anything you want to throw on that baldy Destiny <clears throat> has never been able to figure out the reward system. And they've had this game out for what a year on and like a year and a half. Or, I, I don't understand. I, I like the idea of, of um, bringing some, uh, some new challenges to the game, particularly the patrol, because patrol has been, become nothing but um, a material grab thing for me. But, um, any kind of idea that you have, the reward for it has to, to be worth it. Um, if you're not providing something special or something unique for, for doing it, then it, most people would just you know, look away and find something else to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the I haven't played Trials uh, as much as you guys have, um, but all, I, I would say almost every time I've played so far, there has been at least one lag switcher. And I don't understand why Bungie doesn't recognize this or, or do something more about it. There's been no talk about it ever since their, uh, that one point in time where they uh, did the whole suspension thing. Mm-hmm. Clearly the penalty for it is not strong enough to turn people away. So uh, I understand that the, I guess it's much more expensive to have a designated server and and to get away from peer to peer, but it's the quality of the game just decreases when you run into type stuff like this. Now I I don't know if getting into the whole competitive gaming world thing will automatically change that. I don't know if they have to have designated servers. Um, Jorge, you can uh, you probably know about that much more than I do. But both ideas so far are good ideas. Um, I, I think it would all have to fall into uh, uh, the Destiny 2 time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the, um, the, the dedicated servers, just because of the way the code's written for Destiny 1 or whatever it is right now, uh, it's just not... It wouldn't make financial sense to change it as heavily as you're going to have to until Destiny 2 when everything's on a unified system and you're only developing for two platforms, the Xbox and the PS4. Um, it, it just wouldn't make sense right now. Um, but yeah, the, the loot system is what, what's turning off a lot of people and it's sad because I don't see as many people playing and, and it's not, not just that. I mean, there's other things going on with the game. There's just not enough going on. Uh, what was the third point that you had, uh, David? All right, so my third point would be better strikes. Strikes were something that at the start of Destiny had a lot of people drawn in. People loved it. It was kind of a new experience compared to the games that were out. Um, it was giving you a chance to play with two other people uh, anywhere in the world at any time or your friends. Go in, beat these bosses, go through different things. To improve on them, I think they need to add more dynamics to start off. You have the raid dynamics, which are awesome. And then you have strikes, which are bullet sponge bosses. And they said they were going to fix that, but they didn't really. They added one dynamic to a PlayStation exclusive strike and made it so bosses change out with each other in in another strike. They need to basically, in my opinion, a good thing to do with strikes would be teach people how to raid with strikes. Take the raid dynamics you're introducing, simplify them down a little bit, and then add that same type of dynamic to a strike. That way you have all these people who they don't raid, but now they could get an experience kind of similar to it. It would start to teach them how to raid so that when people are jumping into raids for the first time, they're not getting completely overwhelmed. Plus, it would add so much more playability to these strikes to have things you have to do besides just shooting a boss. So every single strike is now different. It's not shoot a different boss the same as you shot the last one you have to do different things for each boss to be able to shoot him or to be able to take out his ads or to be able to get into the room with him. Just add more stuff to the strikes so that the strikes actually flow and are fun. 
And then, of course, again, better loot. Because the strike playlist, besides three of coins, you're you're not getting much out of it. Well, I think the, the strike playlist is way too repetitive. Um, if you do, let's say, three or four strikes in a row, I think it feels like you're almost guaranteed to at least repeat one of them already. So it's the same thing over again. Uh, what I wouldn't mind seeing is maybe some kind of challenge. Same thing that they do at the raid now is to add some kind of challenge in the strike, which I think falls pretty close to what you were talking about. Um, something that would take a little more um, strategic planning, uh, people working together and ultimately in completing a strike while following the challenge would reap better benefits, better rewards. I, I mean, he, here's, here's the thing with strikes, and, and we've discussed this over the, the past few weeks. Um, I like the concept behind strikes, but I feel that Bungie's doing a disservice to people when the strikes are as long as your normal missions. Um, one of my favorite strikes, and then up till the boss, because the boss becomes annoying, um, is the Omnigul strike, just the way everything is. And I know that you're basically in, you just go from room to room where you're just surrounded by enemies and you kill the enemies and then you move on. But you it, it actually takes some time to do that strike you're going from place to place and what would be cool would be for example uh so you start off at the beginning you go into the big room and instead of going instead of having the ability to go all the way back you go into the room it's completely empty and all of a sudden you hear omnigal screech behind you is an explosion and a door drops down so you can't back up you're all you're all stuck in the room Enemies come pouring in. You have to find the, the proper vantage point. You kill ads and stuff. All of a sudden, witches start coming in and fallen start coming in as well because they're also trying to defend the, the, their, 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 their area. Um, and you'll, you'll hear from the ghost where he's saying the fallen, you know, the, 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 the hive are attacking the fallen, the territory, the whatever. And, and there's something in the room that you have to activate, some sort of uh, that, that 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 there's a, a a thing to help you with Omnigal, like I don't know, Rasputin decides to help out because he recognizes that that Omnigal's a threat to him, and I mean he, he Omnigal attacks Rasputin, so it'd be cool if he he went in and did something to help you out, and and he's act, he's activating pillars to basically trap Omnigal in that final room. Um, so the, you clear the room out, you activate the pillar, you defend the pillar from, uh, from the enemies. And then all of a sudden at the end, when, when all these enemies start coming in, like Rasputin activates these nanobots and they start killing everything and like the room's clear now. So like it gives a reason for, for being in that room. And then all of a sudden you go outside and you realize the house Kings, uh, is sending their barons because they got a distress signal from fallen and you're, you're clearing out all these ads. Like the second area, I would pretty much leave as as it is, um, and then when you finally get like clear out all the ads, like you have to blow open the door. That way, it give it 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 doesn't make it seem like you're trapped there. Like you can just blow right through it. You get to the final area. Rasputin's got Omnigul cornered. He's got her trapped. You got to go in now, and you got to clear her out. But the final boss was just it was ridiculous how how bullet spongy she was. She was just it was oh, I remember when. <laughs> I remember when Omnigul had no burns, 
and I forget what the modifiers were. It wasn't anything special, but basically it was a Nightfall, Omnigul, good luck. Mm-hmm. And you just, you, it, it, like, uh, that, that boss battle, because the way she attacked, she just, she moved from, from side to side and was just a normal wizard. The only thing different was that she had an arc shield and she had way more health than, than any other wizard. And she could spawn two more wizards at any time she wanted. Right, every so often she was like, Wee! <laughs> well, it also didn't help, and they and they did, I think, learn from this, was that you would encounter her what, once or twice before you got into that room, and you would mm-hmm. apply damage to her. And, it and didn't then count. once you got into the room, she had full health back. You know, I know they changed that with uh, with House of Wolves. Yeah, yeah, with Tanix, which, you know, was made things a little bit easier and a little bit more like, hey, I've actually I've done damage to this person outcome. I'm having everything reset again. Uh, it's kind of daunting and frustrating. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that, that strike was a beast in the beginning. That was like a guaranteed like 45 minute, 50 minute. Right, it and, and it was mostly on the boss. Like, like I do like the length. Uh, I wish that they would. One of the, the biggest issues I have with strikes is that they use similar areas for the uh, for the patrol, and then you only go like the only different area is the last area where you encounter the boss. You you do that with. I mean the only. The only time that 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 wasn't like that too much was when you're doing the uh, the not is it Nexus? Yeah, the Nexus Mind, where you actually go into a completely different area that's completely blocked off from patrol, and you actually you spend some time in that new area up until you get to the boss and you fight him. Um, but other than that, I mean, Valus to Arik, it's just the last area you're on the boss. Omnigul is just the last area. Where, where the boss is. Uh, Tanix is cool because you're going into the ship and there's a lot of stuff on the ship. But a lot of these other strikes, they don't have that situation where you're using the entire area. The, the entire area is, is something new, something that you can't experience on patrol. So I, I, just, I, I just wish that they would do that more and, and, and involve raid light mechanics, kind of like with parts of... Um, the the what's what's the new strike um the playstation exclusive one the restorative mind strike uh the uh the the save fallen saber strike i like that i like the fallen saber strike with the exception of the imbalance beginning yeah 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 very much well even if you did like even if you did like a totems mechanic not something where you have to do like six people say just like one side totems where you have three people that have that are on this thing one has the brain the other has the aura the other has to run to a separate plate and do death singer's power like you could do a one person totems mechanic but they still haven't done anything like that a one side totems mechanic yeah i, I i'm not sure if if bungie thinks that they, they don't want to make things too hard which is unfortunate because I think that they're doing a disservice to the community. Well, they gotta and- stop babying people. Like, teach them how to do these raids and stuff. No one's gonna get better at their game and want to keep playing their game if they keep getting babied with super easy bullet sponge bosses. Oh, I com- I completely agree. 
Uh, I, I honestly think that Bungie is trying to make a game that's has mass appeal, but at the same time that they're kind of taking the the easy route and not making things hard, which is is weird because Bungie's known for for the mythic difficulty, uh, or for Halo and stuff, and you get into stuff like this, and it's just like mm, I'm just gonna shoot things. That's cool. Well, yeah, and it's like if you boost the difficulty and then boost the rewards a little bit, those rewards feel, even if they're not top two rewards, those rewards feel so much sweeter when you had to earn them versus running through a strike in 10 minutes over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So what was that, uh, that next thing on that list? Uh, next thing is expand on quests. I think one of the best things they added to the Taken King was the quest system. However, I think they were flawed with it when they were basically like, Step by step, go do this, go do this, go do this, go do this, go kill this person, go pick up this. Like those type of things, I think you could do in, with bounties, like improve bounties as well. Make the bounties, hey, go here and kill this person. Now you get a better reward for a bounty. Say you get a chance at a legendary ingram or something like that from a bounty. Quests, make it more like, all right, you have to go complete this long exclusive mission to this quest or this uh go to this area search a patrol mission for this random thing that can spawn except not like the war sets where it's like off timers i'm talking like if you go to this area he will automatically spawn or something like that a special patrol area where you can go to with this quest throw cutscenes into quests improve story with quests just do more with quests because in a lot of games Questing is what builds the story. Questing is basically what our missions do. And these quests could basically, like, I think, honestly, the best quest that I played in the Taken King was the House of Wolves Petra quest because it did build on story. It, it built connections with Petra and even a little bit more with Varix. And it mm-hmm. gave you a great reward at the end. And you got decent rewards throughout the whole thing. And it, it kept you engaged. Had they added cutscenes with Petra, it would have been even better. But there's so much more they can do with this new questing system that they've put in, and they're not even really touching it. Like, why not, if they've had a content drought right now, why not have seven or eight quests prepared and every week release a quest that's got one or two cutscenes in it and a, an okay reward at the end? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with, with what you said about the, the House of Wolves quest. Um while the payoff that last boss was kind of uh eh, the it, I, I i actually wish it took it an extra step because it was kind of cool when you were dealing with uh th- that server to prime and he teleports you to random places i thought that it, it would have been better if, if they did a little bit more with him because that was a cool mechanic and it, it felt dangerous but they i i, I don't know it, it was just okay that's it. It's just a regular server. Okay. Yeah, and there's just more stuff. Like, think about all the quests you've been through where, like, a short, cool cutscene would have helped. Like, the swords quest. You forge a sword. Why not have Shax take you into a back room where someone's forging swords and your dude forges a sword and lifts it up and looks at it? Or some, even something simple like that. It just adds that little bit more to the game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I... <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a product of Bungie saying, you know what, we've done what we can with this right here, 
and we really need to wait until the next uh, go around or bunch or destiny 2 or whatever you want to call it before we can take that extra step because of how limited we are with resources and what we can do due to um the ps3 and the xbox 360 i i, I honestly don't know because it, it seems like a, a lot of the story stuff is half-baked and, and it got better with 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 uh with the the house of wolves but it still feels like they could have done more and i don't i don't know what like what more they can do right now to be honest it, it, there's there's just very very little that they can do without Without basically changing the entire system, and, and I know it sounds like most people are going to be like, "Oh, cutscenes aren't aren't that hard." You've been doing that since PlayStation One. Well, you have to create the cutscene, and then you have to create the scenario, and then you have to create, uh, make sure that it matches with the previous story. And I just think that until Destiny Two comes out, or whatever they want to call it, or or whatnot, uh, the story isn't going to improve in a meaningful way. And I think they need to go even further than what they did with um, the Taken King because while it, they did a lot, I think a lot of us expected the story to last way longer. And and I'm not talking about oh the, the, it was so short and blah 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 I didn't get anything and I just don't think that that people expected it to last as short as short as they did and um. They expected it to like last months. Uh, to just just different things that you could do. I think a lot of people expected a lot of stuff with that questing system, where that that it was going to tide them over and it was going to prevent people from not having uh, stuff to do like like we are right now. And the questing system ended up not being as solid as as people thought. A lot of these quests they just weren't that good. Well, that's the thing is it's like if they threw a quest out every week or every two weeks now, people would still have stuff to do and they could still be expanding on the story. Because honestly, the vanilla story, which was all chopped up to bits and stuff, left more questions unanswered than it gave answers to because it just created a ton of questions. And then a lot of people hoped that Taken King would tie together a lot of those answers. But what it really did was give us more questions because it gave us more loose ends. And they could be fixing some of those loose ends. Like every week or two, they could be giving us a lead on the queen or they could give us a quest involving the cabal and their distress signals. But they're just leaving all these unanswered questions that now create more of a scenario. And it's like, oh, maybe they'll answer them in Destiny 2. But how many things can they really answer without having a super choppy story when you have all these different components, the hive, the cabal, the queen, the vex, the traveler all the lore like how can you tie all of those things into one story and now everybody's got their thinking that the next part of the story is going to be on mercury and osiris and the vex because of the the day of the dawning and this emblem that everyone thinks involves mercury but even if they go to that well now if they bring in osiris there's more questions they have to answer and there's just so many questions they're creating that it almost feels like even in a 10-year cycle, they're never going to answer all these questions that they need to answer to make this a complete game. Well, I think part of this had to do with the fact with 
the nightmare of the production of this game. I don't think they anticipated it to be what it ended up being. But with all the stories that we know, whether it be the composer or the writer, um, the employees leaving, (laughs) what a complete catastrophe to happen on, on what you were advertising for several years as being this one of a kind, huge game. And halfway through the first year, here they are stuck with so many different game issues uh, from bugs to uh, poor story, poor uh, voice work, everything. It, it was it was shoddy. Um, and uh, hopefully they're going into part two with the idea of making sure that all right, let's let's not go through that again. Let's let's have some more uh, cohesion. Uh, let's make sure that we put out a much better uh, polished title than what we did before because of look at what happened. Now we have the story is completely chopped up and all over the place that we ha- we had to go back through with different writers because we didn't have the original writer anymore. The whole idea, everything was sacrificed once everything went up to hire up bungee people, they were, they were like, no, this isn't what we wanted. Change it. Change, change the characters. Move them around. Do all kinds of stuff. But if they aren't all on the, on, the, uh, on the right page from the beginning, this is the kind of garbage that happens. And now, now they're stuck. They're, they're stuck having to try and patch everything together and making sure everything makes sense. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that in this slow time that we're experiencing right now, where they're not putting anything out, is that they they realize that they have like a, a clear course of action for this for this destiny too. Um and making sure that that we don't run into the same situations that we had in the first one. But yeah, it's like Honestly, that's that's the whole thing I'm talking about with these quest things is it's like they can be tying up all these loose ends if they just start like throwing a couple quests at us that that tie those ends up. And if you think about it, like strategically, that makes sense. You tie up all these loose ends, you get people to stop asking questions because you give them a little bit of story that answers the questions they want to have answered. And then they can move to their new bigger picture, whatever that is that they want to bring in. And it makes it so people will stop worrying about all these things that were thrown into their game, maybe uh, just because they were rushing to get it out or just because they didn't fully think their story through, but they need to pull this game back together and give it a great story starting from here on out or people will continue to walk away from it because people expect a great story from a game like this. All right, so a fifth point, the the last-gen consoles have kind of been holding some stuff back. Bungie's even talked about that. They talked about it when they released the Taken King saying, all right, we, we were able to double your vault space just because we, out of some sheer luck, about a week ago, found one teeny little bit of storage that the last-gen consoles could handle. So basically, this is going to require dropping last-gen for this idea to come forth, but it's inevitable to happen. Those consoles have essentially ancient hardware compared to what people are putting out nowadays. So it's got to happen. Sorry, people on last-gen. It, it does but I want an improved tower space. 
admit whether this be more than one tower space. They kind of did it with the reef and the tower, but the reef is essentially useless now. I want improved tower space, maybe in multiple spots, maybe even on patrol, that have things like um, rooms you could go into if you're in a clan. Now you have a clan room. You can you can go into this room with everybody in your clan. There could be a message board set up in there, just a little chill area, a couple vendors specific to say uh, the level of your clan. Um, when you are in a clan, when you complete activities, you earn experience to your clan. So now you can level up your clan together. You guys can get certain rewards, certain shaders, uh, certain emblems or titles, certain uh, maybe not armor and stuff, but maybe give it class items and stuff uh, that, that come from having high level clans. Say you could even design something for your clan, design a title, design a symbol to go on a class item, um, do things like uh, more NPCs in the towers, definitely. You need more people you can interact with, whether it be random people that uh, just so happen on a random day to show up with a quest. Say the uh, random a random guardian that's an NPC in the tower was like, yeah, I was in the Cosmodrome the other day and I lost my friend. Would you help me go find him? And then you go on a mission with an NPC because of this in the tower. Um, add more to the Vanguard room. Make Make those dudes do more for you. Maybe every so often when you go into the room, you, you get a little funny cutscene, just something new added in. Um, an LFG in the tower. A lot of people have talked about this for a long time, but basically Bungie has accepted the fact that people are going to another source for their LFG. And I personally do not think that's okay or convenient because a lot of people don't have a computer sitting next to them where they can just pull up LFG, but they want to get in groups. So say you can go to a message board and post on this message board looking to do this, looking for three people to do this. Or even when you're in the tower, you can post a status above your head where it says looking to do this. Or I think it was um, maybe, uh, I think it was Planet Destiny maybe that had mentioned this, but say you post symbols above your head um, where these symbols are now your status. Say you put the symbol of the War Priest Challenge above your head. Well, now you want to do War Priest Challenge. Other people can see that. Just something LFG in the tower where you can find people to get in a group together. And then, of course, vault space. I don't think, personally, they're doing vault right. I think you should be able to access vault from your menu. I know that kind of goes against their whole, oh, but we want like a thing you can go to. Well, they've accepted the fact that people are going to use inventory managers. They put an inventory manager on their website. So why not put an inventory manager into your menu system where now you can access every weapon from your menu system? The game knows you have all these weapons. It has them stored in your vault. So why can you not just access them from your menu? Do something like that. It, this, this isn't something even specific to just tower. This is put it into your menu is what I want. But there's no reason to me why you shouldn't have access to all of your materials at a point. And even if, even if they say, no, you shouldn't, we still want a vault, well then give us a full infinite vault. You have essentially infinite vaults in the blueprints. So why can those not be essentially incorporated into our vault where you now have an infinite vault where everything it knows is there is there. Here's the thing with that. And I, I know why they, they don't have that for, for weapons. But I, I, as you speak with, with, with the, the blueprints, because the because the way the guns are set up, where they have random perks, you can never have that with legendary weapons as they currently are. 
So what they would need to do is they would need to change the way all the, the, the legendary weapons work. And at, at this point, I kind of think they need to do that because the random perks is like, oh, hunting for this gun and it doesn't have the perks I want. Um, I just, I'm just going to keep hunting. I'm going to keep hunting. And then you'll end up never getting the perks that you want or need or, or, or desire. At this point, they kind of need to just make a specific gun that has specific perks. For example, Hung Jury has the Firefly and the Triple Tap, and that's the only; those are the only perks that you'll get on a Hung Jury. The Panther Ray Fusion Rifle has Range Finder and Hidden Hand, and those are the only perks that you're going to get on that gun. The another gun has Grenadier, and it gives you a, a perk for additional uh for kind of involve uh, other perks from like armor pieces but like if you tie in specific perks to specific guns it gives them it gives a gives you a reason to look for those specific guns and to i don't know do something with them because the way it is right now i mean i, I th th there's no way you can have a legendary blueprint because of the different perks that are going in in your guns and 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 just the, the the different uh, items that you can do or combinations. There's literally millions of combinations you can do with these guns because of all the perks. Uh, I I get where you're coming from through that, but what I was saying wasn't so much a blueprint system. Just like if they have the ability to put these blueprint systems up where there's basically space in them for a ton of stuff, why not make it so our vault can hold that much stuff? Oh, I am, I am shocked. I am really surprised that I have not gone to test Everest yet and found an option that for $10 or whatever that equates in silver that I can double my vault space. Oh no, don't say it. Don't even say it. No, you said it. Now they're going to do it. You're in I it. am shocked that it's not a microtransaction they're, they're, yet. They're not going to put that in the game. Yeah, I totally think they will. That is, that is totally something they could do though. Like, Say they the, the next game, they're like, um, here's 100 vault space. By the way, Tess Everest has an extra 100 spots. Right. Right. They do it because you're looking at from at, – it's Bungie. I know Bungie has the most control over the game, but you're also looking at Activision. And Activision's already done that with Call of Duty. You had – oh, here's you have five creative class spots, but you want to spend 10 bucks, now you get 15. It's the it's same principle. Wait, you, you, in, in, in Call of Duty, you, could, you can buy extra spots? Yeah, in Call of Duty, you can buy extra yes. trade class spots. Yeah. It, it's coming. <laughs> I, I, I completely see this going into a, a, a pay-to-win situation. Okay. I, and, and, I'm not sure And there's that. money. There's so much money to be made there. As much as I'm completely against all of it, uh, there's so much money to be made there, and if Tess Evers right now offered it, I I bet you a large amount of people would. If people were willing to spend ten bucks on a racing book that ultimately meant nothing, David, <laughs> that they would easily spend ten dollars to double their vault space. They would. Definitely. I'm not sure it'll ever go full pay to win, though. I don't think Bungie would ever let that happen because they've heard the backlash from the community and 
I think they realized that that would ruin their game. And yeah, that's why I don't think they'd ever go to a full pay to win where, hey, you can buy this awesome gun or you can buy these engrams. But I do think there is going to be more coming with Everest. And I think you're right on the money with saying that buying vault space will be right there. Because, I, I mean, first, it was all small stuff. It was all, you know, hey, here's a, here's a, an emote. Here's a wave. Here's a dance. Okay. It has zero effect on anything. Um, and, and then when some of these events started to happen, well, the first one was the Halloween one. And still, that really didn't mean much. It was just some masks, and you most likely got rid of them anyway. Then you got into the racing, and that's where you started to see some nicer items. They may not have been better, but they were nicer. Uh, you know, some of the uh, the speeders and everything. I can totally see them going into a situation of uh, of. We have some some gold engrams here, and or even offering certain types of weapons, in which people would be willing to pay only because they don't want to grind for it. Um, I can't imagine what would happen if they had done that with Gallahorn in the first year, if that if they made that uh, option available. Um, yeah, for for thirty dollars, you can skip the first. 25 levels uh, for your character. Or was it 30, 30 or 40, something like that? So it was 25. Things are in place to, to, uh, to definitely lean, lean that way, I think. The, I think there's evidence there to show that, that they, could, they could easily resort towards the pay to win. They may not go all the way there, but hey, when you can already level your guy almost halfway to 40, and as much as light level is really the most important thing, but you're kind of making things a lot easier for yourself for the first half of that character. Here, here's the thing with that, though. Everybody gets one of those pieces. And like, every MMO-based thing has that system in place, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to justify it for Bungie. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Because I, I know a lot of people are like... 25 like you level 25 that that's stupid like why would you do that if anything the item should be up to level 40 because it doesn't really affect at at this point the version that you buy should be up to level 40 because being level 40 really doesn't affect anything It, it it changes nothing in the game um it's like you mentioned it's light level um and it, it it just seems like thirty or what is, is it thirty five? It's twenty five. Is it twenty five? Yeah. However, however much it is, twenty five, thirty five, thirty, whatever. Um, it just seems like you're not. You, you, there's no bargain to it. Um, and I know that in World of Warcraft, the max level is what a hundred right now, something like that. I'm no expert well, on that. Whenever you use that that item, it brings you to level ninety. So like it's like for us going from zero to forty, and then from from forty you got to get to light level whatever. Well, the thing is that um, honestly, uh, it's terrible for me to say this, but I understand why they did it. I think the pricing is ridiculous because I think it's thirty dollars, but I understand why they did it, and it's because the first 
Mission of Taken King is level 25. That's what you have to be to do it. You, it's a level 25 mission. So the reason they're doing it is so that people who buy the Taken King can then put their characters, because they give you one when you buy the Taken King, so you can put your first character to it, but they're giving you the ability to do it with your second and third character as well. As wrong as I think it is, because I think you should play the whole story, even though it's a terrible story, just to understand the whole game, to understand the enemies you're versing. But they did it so that people can be at the level to start the Taken King, which is their new game. And I think in the future, we're going to see that where like, say Destiny 2, if we bring over our characters, which I believe Deej has confirmed that we are in the past, but um, if we bring over our characters, there'll be a new consumable that lets you boost to level 40. And it's because they want people to be able to start at the level this game is at. I I, I just, I, I think, I think they were mis. <laughs> They were misguided with the whole leveling system as it currently is. I agree with that. Because I, I think that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest problems too, is the leveling system, while streamlined, and it still doesn't make sense. Why do you have the level 1 to 40? The, 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 that whole thing make, doesn't make any sense. At a certain point, you have to be like, okay, your leveling is completely dependent on light. It's dependent on what you have, where you get it, when you get it, how you get it, all that stuff. They should have gotten rid of the level 1 to 40. Gotten rid of it completely. You start off at, at light level 1. Okay? And then you... Because it, 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 it teaches... It teaches people to not rely on getting experience to level up. That's not how this game works. The game works on leveling up by equipping pieces of armor. And then the experience that you earn is put into the armor so that you can level it up. See, personally... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and and, and so, so from the beginning of the game, you should be light level one. And then you go from there uh, where you... It, it would it would it would get rid of unnecessary numbers like the the, the like on, on your on your on your emblem it shows light level uh, level forty light level whatever I kind of miss seeing grimoire I don't I don't see any need for me to see light level forty because I already know I'm forty it's completely useless and it would teach people to focus on the numbers that are really important and and once they see oh this piece of armor took me to level five. This piece of armor took me to level 50. Oh, okay, so like now I'm at, I'm at light level 50. I'm able to do this stuff because I have better armor and better equipment and, 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 and better weapons and, and all this other stuff. So you, you start teaching people to respect that light level, to know, okay, the recommended light is 45. I'm currently light level 25. I probably need to get better pieces of armor before I can move on. See, personally, what I think is I think lighting, the light level is actually the flawed system. I think your weapons should not have this infusion thing. Um, I think it should be like, say, exotics and legendaries are all 100 light. Rares are all 75 light. Uncommons are all like 0 to 50 light or something like that. And then leveling, I think leveling is what should matter but it should take time. I feel like it should have been a serious grind for us to get from level 34 to 40. Maybe even a grind enough where you have to complete the entire story. Oh, now you're only level 36. And something like that where like leveling is actually earned. Because in a lot of games, 
leveling is actually earned. And I feel like that feels better than this light system where it's like, oh, I have seven pieces of armor, but when I go into activities like Childs of Osiris, I'm only going to use one of them because it's the only one that gets me at this super high light level. And I just feel like they've made it so it's hard for you to be variant in what you wear because you have to use the highest light level stuff. And there's not ways for you to get a ton of stuff at the highest light level to get a lot of things up to that height. The thing is, I, I think we're stuck with the system we have right now. And I'm not talking about for Destiny 1. I think that they like the way the system works. And it makes sense from a number perspective to them on certain things with regards to how much damage. And, and, it, and it works with the internal systems that they have. That while we might get a modified version of this system, it's pretty much what we're going to be using going forward. No, I'm just worried that come Destiny 2, they throw out this version of Light System and have a completely new one again that we have to, like, redo. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, because that way they can get rid of all the old items. But you know that would tick off a lot of people. It would, yeah. It, I mean, I don't know. I, I still don't understand how we're going to jump to a Destiny 2 story with all these weapons and armor and stuff. Yeah. It'll be hard. Very hard. So, I, I know that you had five points, uh, but I, I think we kind of want to, I kind of want to wrap this up in a little bit. Uh, I kind of want to go into the final topic, which is what do you think, because let's leave what the rest of year two is going to offer alone, because there's all we can do right now is speculate with year two. And I think that it, it, it does us a disservice in the short, short term to start talking about that. Let's talk about what we think year three or Destiny 2 or whatever they want to call it. Um, what do you think they're going to do with that? Well, and, and it's just, I would like to see them clean up the game. It seems like there's an awful lot of the game now. As much as they're... They're very willing to boast about all the different things that you can do in the game now. There's so much of it now that is, is just there, and I don't think it's being used anymore. I'd, I'd rather them... You know, who's doing the, the Prison of Elders anymore? You know? I actually just did one today. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, as as, as we're know, talking, just, I, just a I lot did of one. Stuff. I, I can't imagine that it's getting much use. I would rather them put, uh, put their heads together and find something else. Uh, that uh, it isn't from year one that uh, they could they could make the game much more enjoyable or better or a whole new aspect for people to get into. Yeah, I kind of agree. And I feel like they just need to do a better job of using everything they have because they're, they're coming on a lot of shortfalls where like the, the, Quests and missions. The one that was really good was the No Time to Explain, which took us back to Vault of Glass. They definitely need to do that more if they're going to leave all this old content in, or they keep bringing us back to it for some reason or another. Um, even like add add new bosses to things like Prison of Elders. Like that that is a very dynamic thing they could change up. Like I understood, I don't really understand why they didn't bring it to the newest light level because they could just be like, oh, we captured this boss. Now go fight him in Prison of Elders at level 40 or light level 320, something like that. Even though people weren't having that much fun with it, they could have added new dynamics. They could have made it more fun. And I just wish they would 
uh, fixed weapons. Um, the exotics need to feel like exotics again, like they did in year one. There's been a very lack of exotic feeling with the weapons and armor in year two. It just kind of feels like another piece of armor that's not worth wasting your exotic slot on. Everybody has already reverted back to year ones. The, the meta revolves around Last Word and Mita, which are both year one exotics. So it shows that they did something right in year one with exotics, not in year two. And I also just wish they would use every weapon type for everything because please, please explain to me why Trials and the Raid don't have sidearms when they, they focused on adding this new weapon type into the game and they just don't exist in in-game content. For me, this is what I want to see. Obviously a Raid, but make it... While they did more with King's Fall, to tie it into the story, it still it still felt detached. One thing that I, I want them to put into the game in terms of the um, the raid is I want there to be some sort of story while you're going through the raid. Like like for example, the ghost can make some sort of quip like right at the beginning. Like when you're fighting the war priest, it doesn't have to give you a clue on how to beat the war priest, but just something that that that, that says, the, like as you're summoning the war priest, like he's talking, like he's talking about the war priest, or he's talking about Golgoroth, or he's talking about, the, like those are Oryx's daughters. It's like we have to put an end to them. You just add some sort of a story to, or or or, or the ghost verbalizing something in the raid because when you're going through it yeah while you're talking with your friends that's cool but there's there's certain times where you kind of wish that there was some sort of dialogue with the ghost where he's talking about oh this is it here's our greatest challenge there's oryx we got to do we, we got to stop him before he puts an end to the galaxy and everything that we know like put some weight to it in terms of the story like the the characters actually talking or and like when you beat when you finally beat oryx like like Zavala's like, you put an end to one of the greatest threats this galaxy has ever seen. You and your fire team will be forever enshrined in the in the in the halls of guardians as one of the greatest of uh, teams of all time. Like he's heaping all this praise because it makes it it makes it from a story perspective more tied into the main story. I mean that, that that's one of the things that that you never felt with with Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass is a great raid. It doesn't. It didn't tie into the main story at all <laughs> until they they did the mission with um with the taken in in the vault of glass. Where where at right at the beginning, uh, what's her name? Uh, Akora Ray says the vault of glass, one of the vanguard's greatest triumphs. Yeah. Like th until you did that, there was really there was very little acknowledgement. Um, with regards to the Vault of Glass. Yes, there was that one mission in uh, the House of Wolves where you went into the Vault of Glass, but all it says, all she was like, what are they doing in there? Like, they've broken into the Vault of Glass. Okay. Completely ignore what we did with, with regards to Atheon, but okay, let, let's go with that. I you agree, know, totally. Um, Crota's End, it was confusing to a lot of people. It, it still is confusing uh, until you. So you beat you, you, you destroy the you destroy the soul of Crota. 
You destroyed various pieces of Crota, his fists, his heart, his eyes. It, it was like Castlevania 2, <laughs> where you're getting all these pieces. and you... But it didn't make sense. Like, okay, I thought we killed, we destroyed the soul. Why is he, why, why are we going in here? They never really tied that all in in game. They kind of explained it in the Grimoire where, and you kind of get it with regards to Oryx where you can kill him, his physical corporeal form, but he always goes back to his realm. And, and until you destroy him in his realm, he's, he's, uh, uh, not invincible, <laughs> immortal. There we go. He's immortal until you destroy him in his in his realm. That's and, and a lot of people don't know that. They're like, I, I thought we killed Oryx in the main story. Like, and I, I know he did the whole thing where he disappears and he's laughing. But why are we fighting Oryx again? Like, they don't explain this stuff. Well, yeah, in that's. Game. Sorry, keep cutting you off. No, I was just. They don't explain this stuff in game, and you go into the raid, and you're, you're like, "Oh, fighting Crota again." So, in, tor in terms of the, the raids, they kind of need to add the story into it, where the ghost isn't giving. Okay, in the e the easy mode that I mentioned, the the ghost will explain certain things of what to do, but then in the normal mode, like the ghost is is actually only giving you like lore parts. It's like I'm going through here. You can scan certain things in the raid so that you learn more about the raid or or, or whatever as you're doing the raid. You're getting story while you're doing the raid. Um the raids exist but a lot of times they feel detached from the story. And it would be cool if they added more more to that. That just all comes back to them them doing poorly with the storytelling because like the Crota's in thing, they, they messed up hard there because literally in the mission, Eris is like, you have ended Crota. He can never come back now. She doesn't say, oh, you sent him back to his realm, which she would know. She says, oh, you ended him. And then they're like, oh, here's a raid. Now go fight him in his own realm. They don't really talk on that. And that's, that's more with they need to bring Grimoire into the game, whether it be you unlock... Um, a small like you know the uh, the scenes you get from where, where you unlock your subclass which is just like an illustration and someone talking over it bring those type of things into the game for grimoire or just put the grimoire so that it's readable in the game that would just open up a lot more avenues for story and with the oryx thing one interesting perspective on it and there's an interesting perspective on the vault of glass too was i had a friend who got the game for christmas and i was talking about the raid and I was talking about how you have to go in and kill Oryx to him. And he was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, we killed Oryx. Why would I have to go fight him again in the raid? Which shows again that, like, whole problem that they're having where they're making these raids but not explaining why you're doing the raids or why these bosses are alive in the raids in the game. There really should be something in the game where you're beating him where it's like, oh, now we'll have to go verse him in his realm. Because obviously you know that since it unlocks the raid. So just mention it in games so that people know, oh, the raid is now a continuation of story. And you can do things like you said, where at the start of the room, the, the ghost can be like, these are, this, these are the daughters of Oryx. Or like, oh, this is the, the room of the war priest. We need to find a way to summon the war priest. Just something like that. So that now you know, okay, we're going to be versing the war priest. Let's do something to summon him. And the, the other thing, this is kind of random, but I thought about it when you were talking about the Vault of Glass mission, and it gave me a cool perspective on year two players versus year one players, is the same person who got it for Christmas was talking about that mission. He was like, yeah, like I'm doing 
the missions right now, but I'm, I'm stuck on this one mission where I, I keep going into the thing on Venus and they talk about the Vault of Glass. And I was like, yeah, that is the Vault of Glass. That's like where you go in the raid. He's like, that's awesome. But like, I'm versing them and I keep dying and I don't know why. And there are these glowy boxes and like I shoot them and I shoot the dudes, but I keep dying and I don't know why. And he didn't realize that you had to actually shoot all those oracles fast enough before they kill you because you can succumb to oracles in that mission just because he's a year two player and he had never gotten that dynamic because he'd never taken part in year one raids. Mm -hmm. Which, which is kind of cool when you go into that, the, 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 the house of wolves mission, the one that you're talking about where the, where they're using, they're summoning the oracles and it explains a part of the raid in that mission where, 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 uh, where Varys is like an Oracle, you must destroy it quickly. So like, if you've never done Vault of Glass and you do that mission, you're like, okay, an Oracle, I got to destroy it quickly. And there's a penalty. You realize that there's a penalty when all of a sudden you die. You're like, okay, Varric said, kill the Oracles quickly. I didn't kill the Oracle quickly. I automatically died somehow. And it says on the top of the screen, killed by an Oracle. Okay, so that means that if I don't kill the Oracles within a certain amount of time, I'm going to die. So when you go into the raid, all of a sudden, oracles appear. What's the first thing in your mind? In that mission, I know that if I didn't kill the oracles quickly, I died. That's my mentality right now. I got to kill these oracles quickly. So it taught you something of the raid. Like, that was very, very cool. And, and I know a lot of people didn't think of it twice because they've already done Vault of Glass what, in vanilla. And this is the, the second DLC. But for a new player going into that mission, it taught them the mechanic of the oracle. A lot of people have problems, had problems with oracles, so it, it it's it's a way to teach you a raid mechanic without having to go go into the raid. And it added more to the mission, which is something I think they need to do more. Those missions and strikes need more dynamics to them, other than just shooting bad guys. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good spot to uh, end that right now. Um, there's, like I mentioned, there's really not much for us to discuss because Bungie hasn't given us much. Uh, hopefully this coming Thursday and the following Thursday, there'll be more news, something meatier so that we can, we can discuss. Um, not that I don't enjoy episodes like this where we, where we talk about what we want in the future or what we expect in the future. Um, there's a lot more stuff that I want, want to discuss. Uh, I just don't think that we have enough time to discuss it right now. Um, because I, I think that they would do better by not exactly throwing 300 new planets, but making like one or two new planets, but just make them large, make them like, like, like a super Metroid where you have the surface, you have the, the jungle area, you go deeper into the area, like in, into the, the, into the depths of the planet. And then there's a ship like, like multiple areas within that planet that are huge and you have to explore. Uh, or Metroid Prime, if that's a better example for you guys. Um, just large planet, uh, but you go deeper and deeper and deeper within. There's many different things to 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 uh, to look for. It'd be cool if Destiny took the, took the role of of the new Metroid Prime, where you're you're fighting and, and there's there's a lot of stuff that you can explore and find and 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 look for weapons, blow like like blow a, a, a door open. Or a wall out, and and, you, and that's like the like you get the first piece of the quest for an exotic, or or you get an exotic, or you get a legendary item, or something. 
it, I think that it'd be best that one of the best things that they could do is to take a cue from Metroid Prime and put into this game. Um, it, one of my favorite games of all time, and it'd be, I think it would it would it would help a lot of the community appreciate this game more. Even though you could put everything that the community wanted into this game, and they'll still complain. That's beside the point. But I want to thank you all for listening to episode 16 of In Orbit. We're all over the place. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm. We're also on Pocket Cast, and very soon we'll be on Google as uh, Google Music as soon as they do their, their podcast. Uh, we have Double Tap, which is the fighting game uh, podcast for Mash Those Buttons, which is the first week of every month. Obviously, we are in orbit. We're every other week opposite of Wild Talk, which is your World of Warcraft podcast. And coming soon, unfortunately, MASHCAST is coming to a close. They are every Monday. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get Ja on here so that not only he can discuss uh, Destiny and in, in orbit, but he can give a, a final you know, farewell to MASHCAST. We're located on Twitter at mtbsite.com. We're on Facebook.com slash MashThoseButtons, YouTube.com slash MashThoseButtons. I'm on Twitter at Go2NRG. That's the num- that's the letters G-O, the number two, N-R-G. David, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at DSchnoes, D-S-C-H-N-O-E-S. Or you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DSBolt. Come have a chat with me. And possibly, you know, hop in some trials with me as well every weekend. Awesome. Waldy, where can people find you? Find me on uh, Waldy77Gamer on Twitter. And uh, you can always find me in the uh, Technodrome Elite um, (laughs) clan. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, And that's a special focus on Elite. (sighs) Just to make sure there's no confusion. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, oh, he's the only person in that clan. Yes, he's the only yes. elite enough person. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, to our li- all our listeners, if you're looking for a clan, looking for players, we have the Technodrome. You can search us on Facebook. We have an Xbox branch. We have a PS4 branch. The PS4 branch has about 190 members. There's plenty of people to play, do raids with, uh, do strikes with, PvP. Trials of Osiris, whatever you need. We have players on both platforms and we would like to grow them so that we have people playing at all times. Uh, not only are they focused on Destiny, but they're also going to be focused on many other games in the future. If you're looking for people to play with and you have ideas, we welcome you. Search us on The Technodrome on Facebook. And on behalf of David, on behalf of John, Waldy, this is Jorge. Thank you for listening, and later days. Bye, everybody. Adios.